Hey guys, this is Trey of All Sports Best. Just wanted to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Today we have four special guests on, and we are talking to head coaches that are uh, making an impact here in our community, Carlsbad, New Mexico. We've got Coach Gary Bradley, Coach Misty Long, Coach Aaron Guevara, and Coach Bill Niemeyer of the sports that are now in season. And we're excited because they're in season. They're going to be playing games, and we're going to be able to cover that live and uh, broadcast that to you at home on Facebook Live. Okay, so want to do one more thing. If you could do us just a simple favor, go on over to wherever you're listening to your podcast and give us a review. Hopefully it is a good one. We'd appreciate it. It really means a whole lot to us, and, it, and it'll actually help us a lot. Okay, so thank you so much. And without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best. I'm Trey Gonzalez, your host, and very excited for today's guest. We have Gary Bradley, Coach Gary Bradley, the Carlsbad High School football team. Uh, Coach, how are you doing? Uh, Trey, couldn't be better. Just happy to be here and ready to play some ball. Yes, sir. We're all very excited to watch you guys play. Uh, first game of the season against the uh, big-time rivals in the Artesia Bulldogs. How do you guys feel about you know your team going into that that matchup? Oh, that's that's kind of a loaded question, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I mean, we we're ready to go as much as we can be. Um, we've got you know we've had a pretty decent off season, you know, that's lasted over a year, you know. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, most of these kids have just stuck with it. They've worked hard. They've done whatever we've asked them to do our schedule has been all over the place as far as when we've worked out, when we can't work out and we've, you know, been in pods and all that stuff. But once it kind of got settled down into, all right, it's football, you know, and we mm -hmm. were able to put a helmet on and then we were able to put shell shoulder pads and helmet on. And then finally last week we we're in full pads. Um, you know, it, it really doesn't, it doesn't seem like March. It doesn't seem like it's really kind of seems like the middle of the season as far as the weather and, mm -hmm. and just grinding out practice on a Monday. And I mean, we're, you know, we've already had a little inter squad scrimmage and, and, uh, and then we came back on a Saturday and graded the film. And so we're kind of in the, the routine of a season. Um, sure. but, but yeah, putting in an offense and all that in, in a week and a half is a little bit tougher than I thought. And uh, so we're going to be pretty basic and, and we're just going to play football. I think our main thing is we need to line up right on both sides of the ball and mm -hmm. just, and just play disciplined, good old fashioned football. Yeah, that's a great answer. And I think that, you know, going up against a team like Artesia historically has been really good. So yeah. you just, you just have to trust yourself and hope that things work out. I, I like that a lot. Um, how have the boys taken to all of the delays and uncertainties in the off season? Cause I know it can't be easy. The ups and downs of, well, we're going to play, we're not going to play, you know, there's no way. And what maybe there is. And, and now we come upon the season where, yeah, we are going to play. How, how has that affected your players that you've noticed? I mean, it, it has affected them and, um, you know, we've had some guys drop off and, uh, you know, our seniors, I, I've been, 
concerned about them the most, you know, cause I always wanted them to just have one last shot at it. Yeah. And those guys have been the strongest. They've, they've been great. Um, you know, you could see it in their eyes, you know, in the fall, in the middle of the fall and, and we're trying to work out and we're trying, you know, we don't really know what to tell them as far as what's in the future. Um, so, you know, there, there was a little bit of a roller coaster there. Um, but they, for the most part, I've just been really impressed. I, I really have. I mean, um, these guys have stayed strong mentally and, and they came back strong when, when, you know, after the new year and, and things were looking better and, and, and shoot, I'm just proud of, proud as hell, you know, of these guys to, to stick it out because, you know, we look around the country and, and we even look around the state and there's, there's people not even getting this opportunity at all. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you what will be different this year. Obviously we weren't sure what was going to happen, but now that it's here, there's no fans in the stands. That's obviously going to take a little bit of a toll on, on the mentality of Friday night lights, but are there any other things we should be aware of as far as, you know, time, um, for quarters, halftime, uh, rules, masks, distancing, how, how's, what has changed? There's, yeah, there's quite a few. Um, I don't know if they're going to be really noticeable. I mean, we obviously we're limited on how many people we can have basically in the stadium as far as our team is concerned. So our coaches, players, athletic trainers, filmers, you know, we can only have 60 total. Okay. So, um, our sideline is going to be pretty thinned out and it's going to be spread out. These guys have to, you know, we can, we can go all the way down to the 10 yard line now, as far as our kids. Mm. So they can spread out quite a bit. They have to wear the mask and that's a, that's a big thing that that's tough to do, but they've been practicing that way for a while now. So, you know, we should be okay on that. Um, you know, we got to keep things clean. Like the, you know, when the balls come off the field, we got to, sanitize them a little bit um i think there's going to be an extra timeout in there per quarter just okay. to you know because i think there's a concern shoot these guys aren't coming off of a a full off season you know like mm -hmm. we do in the summer and and uh and they're in tip-top shape um so there's a concern there as far as having kids in shape so i think there's going to be a, an extra timeout in there just kind of a take a breather timeout type, you know, type deal. Sure. Um, you know, the locker room situation is a little bit different. Um, you know, we'll figure it out at home. I'm not sure what we're going to do on the road. It just depends where we are. So, uh, you can only have so many in the locker room. So, huh. you know, you got to be creative with that. And at halftime, um, we just got to be creative. We're going to have, we're going to split them up into groups and, and be strategic about who we're talking to and, and where the coaches are and everything. It's a, uh, it's a lot of work to organize, but um, we're trying to relieve the kids of all that, just let them play. And, and the coaches are taking care of all that. So I don't, I don't know if you'll notice a whole lot different. Um, I'm hoping every single day that the Sally Marcus, you know, our NMMA director is, is going to get some good news from the governor and saying we can have some fans, at least parents. Yeah. You know? That'd be great. Um, that, that could be a, a last minute deal. I mean, it, it really could. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but I think, I think the bottom line is, man, these kids get to play and that's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So just to clarify the masks, it's not just when they are off the field 
kind of with the team. It's the entire time. Yeah, that's what's really crazy about this. And, and in a sense that when we watch TV this fall, you know, the college and even high school, nobody's wearing a mask out there playing. They right. come off and, and they put a mask on the sideline. We practice with a mask on and they and they put it under their chin strap. And, and it's supposed to cover their mouth and, and nose. So it's it's tough. It really is. I mean, wow. anybody that's ever strapped the pads on on Friday night knows that they really don't want their mouth covered up and their nose covered up. But <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that the kids have gotten used to. And it's um, it's just something that they will have to do to play. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. We'll, we've done whatever we've had to do to be able to play. You mentioned the sophomore class is being really strong. You guys have a, a solid leadership in the seniors and juniors. Um, what is it about the younger crowd right now or, or the younger crew that's that's going to help you guys so much? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good group. Um, you know, these sophomores, they, um, they, they've just stuck together, I think, for a long time. They've had, you know, they've had a lot of successful seasons throughout you know, their, their youth football days and, um, really coachable kids, just really coachable kids. And they fit right in. Usually sophomores are kind of standoff, not standoffish, but, uh, they kind of just sit in the background. They don't say a word. Mm. They just sit in the back and they just kind of hang on for dear life Sure, for the most part. And, uh, these guys aren't that way. They fit right in with the juniors and seniors. That's what's really need to watch those guys as they fit right in They're They're good football players, but they're good kids are real coachable. And, um, you know, and, and the seniors and juniors, um, realize that. And I think it, it makes our team stronger, you know, and, and it takes some maturity for a senior to, to kind of welcome in a sophomore and trust the sophomore. It yeah. really is. So it's been kind of, it's been really cool. Um, we've, you know, we've been together on zoom meetings and pods and, and all this stuff for so long, you know, these guys know each other pretty well. Now we get to play football together finally. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit on your quarterback coming into this season and and how he how you plan on having him adapt to taking over that role full time? Well, right now we're looking at uh at Jalen Macarino. He's a junior. Um just a superior athlete. He's he's probably our fastest guy um on the team got a great arm we got a rocket arm um you know this he, he played a little bit of varsity last year at the end and uh you know had a great jv year last year so um you know six foot 165 kid that uh is just a dynamic athlete we're gonna we're gonna give him the ball and play and see what happens um you know he's he's just uh he's just real exciting to watch he's smooth He's just real smooth. He's, he's quiet. You know, he's not your big loud leader, but, uh, uh, we're just hoping that he's, he shows his leadership, you know, out on the field as far as making plays. Sure. Um, the togetherness that football teams typically have comes from, um, caveman dads and being able to hang out and do all those kinds of things. How did you guys go about that this year? Did you have to do away with that, or were you able to do it at a distance, maybe over Google Meets or Zoom or something like that, or, or was that gone? Well, you know, it's kind of taken a break for sure. I mean, we really haven't done any of that. It's It's been tough. Um, we'd definitely like to get something like that back in our program because I think it's important. It's important for our town and our community. 
Um, you know, and, and we've just, we've missed out on a lot of that because of the pandemic and, um, you just can't have big groups and that's what football families are all about is getting in a big group and having some pizza and Gatorade and talking yeah. football, talking life, talking business or whatever. And, and we just, it was taken away from us for, you know, almost a year now. So, um, you know, this is a good start as far as playing. And I hope, you know, by next, next fall, you know, we're back, back into our community full fledged. And that's, that's really important, especially here in Carlsbad. Absolutely. Coach, uh, before we go, is there anything specific that you're looking forward to throughout this season? Um, maybe that be, that is different than past seasons. Hey, you know, we, we're just taking the mindset that we have the attitude of gratitude is, is unbelievable. I mean, we get to play and it's spring ball. So it's a little, it's a little bit of both. We're, we're going to be competitive. It's a season. We're going to play Artesia, Hobbs, Clovis, Roswell, and, and, and hopefully somebody else. Um, and it's competition at its best. Coaches yeah. are going to prepare just like we always prepare. And we're going to practice just like we always practice. But at the same time, it's spring. So there's not a lot of time to, you know, mess around with things, you know. So uh, I think a lot of kids are going to get opportunities to play on Friday night this spring you know and um those younger guys man what a it's the best opportunity of a lifetime to play spring ball and then a few months later man they're going to be ready for the fall yeah um and i i just think it's awesome i'm having a blast as a coach and i and i know these guys are too and and and, uh you know for these seniors it's just their their last hurrah in a caveman football jersey and helmet so um, I think those guys are going to be selling out quite a bit. So it's just a, it's really a cool opportunity. I've been coaching for over 30 years, always wanted to go through spring ball. Um, never have been able to do it, you know, unless we were in college and yeah. um, now we get to do it in New Mexico and, and who knows, maybe, maybe we can do something like this again, you know, but uh, just having a blast and, and uh, having some fun. Sure. Sure. Um, any last message for the fans back home that really support caveman football and are looking forward to this season, uh, even if they have to watch it from home? Yeah, I hope you can get in the stands next week if you're not in here this week. And, and uh, you know, just thank you to the community. I, I know that, shoot, if I go anywhere or any of our coaches go anywhere, they're like, hey, when you guys start? Hey, when do you guys play? Hey, you know, and it's, it's awesome. It, I love this town. And um, thank you so much for the support and, and we're going to do everything to, to make this community proud. Thank you so much, coach. I appreciate you being on. I wish you the very best of luck this season. We'll be following you guys closely. Trey, appreciate it. And thank you so much for, for, uh, taking care of Caven football. Great interview there with coach Bradley. It's awesome to see how the students have been able to pivot throughout these tough times in athletics and uh, if you guys want to keep updated with reminders and score updates with the games that we feature um, on our broadcast, you can text CAVECAST to 575-216-5713. Guys, next up is Misty Long, the coach of the Cave Girl soccer team. Uh, she talks about everything that we are expecting to see this season and um, even some of the uncertainties that have arised. All right, guys, I'm here with head coach of the Cave Girl soccer team, Misty Long. Misty, how are you doing? 
I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, Trey. Absolutely. Thank you for being on. I've got a few questions for you um, to start off in a very different, very difficult season, Um, not in terms of maybe uh, schedule challenges, but more in terms of just not knowing what the heck's going on from day to day um, with, with, with the state and everything like that. I wanted to know how the girls have been able to stay on track for your team this year so far. I think the majority of them just want to be out there. So that, that helps keep them motivated. Uh, once we, we were doing our pods and training and it was kind of, it was going okay. But once they announced that we're going to have a season, you know, you could tell there's, there's definite shift in, Hey, let's go. Let's have some fun and get out there and play. So that definitely helps. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to know what we can expect out of the team that uh, that we're, you're going to be putting out on the field this year, is there is there a difference between this year and last year we can expect? Uh, I, I think you may probably the depth. We don't have the probably the depth that we have of experience. More importantly, but I think you know, as always, I think our girls go out there and work their tuckuses off. Uh, we have some athletes that have came out, and you know, it's it's going to be fun. We've been enjoying watching some of the new kids come out and how they've mixed with the older players and listen to how they're listening to each other. It's been kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I also wanted to ask you, since you said that the younger players coming up, what is the atmosphere like? Because I know that typically from past experience and things like that, when you're the young person on the totem pole, right? You're an eighth grader, freshman, sophomore. Sometimes it's hard to kind of mix in with the older uh, players, how has that transition been for the younger kids so far? You know, I think the great thing about our older kids is they understand uh, the what we're going through. You know, they they've missed some some stuff in their soft uh, last year in the spring, and I think they uh, grasp that they have to help these younger kids out and get them ready. Um, and we've put them so put them in some situations where it was the younger kids versus the experienced kids and they didn't understand why I did it. And then they go, Oh, okay. And I look mm-hmm. at the older ones and say, you, it's your, you got to go help them. So right. giving them some ownership helps. Um, and the good thing is the younger kids, the ones we have out or the newer ki- people, it, they're just soaking up what they're saying. So that's a great thing. Yeah. So you guys have quite a diverse squad. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, you have, an eighth grader on the team all the way to, of course, seniors. Um, so what was it like to make that decision to go, you know what? Yeah, we're going to need an eighth grader. We're going to need some freshmen and this team's going to work that way. Um, we've always carried eighth graders. Uh, my, matter of fact, my first year coaching uh, my, I have two assistants and one of them, Kat Romero was the first eighth grader who ever started for me. So okay. I, I just, I just believe in, you know, playing the best players eighth grader or senior I want to try and do that and get the best players on the field um it takes a special player a lot of times to to start on the varsity level Uh, this is a unique year but um even so probably the the eighth grader who's going to be starting uh will would have probably been starting anyways in a normal year okay um can you tell me a little bit about um the challenge to starting this season that um I guess would you would you might consider the biggest one to be I think the unknown, you know, we, we had players that were going to play and then they decided not to play to concentrate on their other interests and other sports or whatever. Uh, And just trying to figure out, you know, what's best for this team. I, you know, 
we've asked and begged them to be patient with us because usually we have a summer to figure out formation and players where's the best place to play them. And we've had two weeks and not even, you know, two weeks to get ready. And this was the first week we officially started. Mm. So it's going to take a bit of time for us to, to figure it out and get the best team that we feel is out is the best team out there. But I, I think they're, they're, they're ready to play and just get out there and have some fun. And I think, that's nice to see. It's going to be exciting to watch what you guys can bring to the field this year um, with the limited schedule. I wanted to talk about a couple of adjustments you guys had to make uh, this year. You have to wear masks the entire game, sidelines in the game. Isn't that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And we've, we've gone through, and uh, with my job, I teach, so I've been having to wear masks when I teach at my job. And so um, I've worked, I used several different masks and I found a running mask that uh, I've asked the booster club to pay. And I had one of the girls wear, wear one. And she's like, Oh, this, this, you can breathe in this mask and it doesn't wow. feel constrictive. So I, I think we found a, at least a mask that some of them will wear on the field to help them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, they won't be able to go as long. They don't want to sub, but they're going to have to sub because we got to watch them out for their health. Right. Absolutely. And and with that being said, actually, I was wondering, did the NMAA make any adjustments to the sport itself, to soccer, when we see it on the field? I mean, because I know that some sports are going to add a timeout in there. They're going to shorten some uh, some of the time that the players are on the field and stuff like that. Were, were there any changes to soccer that you know of? There's none in soccer. So the good thing about soccer, though, we are allowed to sub at, at will pretty much. So, you know, we're not limited on how how often we can sub, that kind of thing. But there's not going to be a timeout, um, no no shortened periods. It's a 40-minute half, and you just go. So that, that, Which is good because the girls want the norm. That's at least normal for them. Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, Misty, um, any words that you'd like to give to uh, fans, parents out there that might not be able to go and watch the games, but um, that want to want to support? Just keep watching. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you're going to be streaming the home games. I, I know it's it's hard. Uh, I hate the fact that there's no fans for the fans, and especially the parents and the girls enjoy the fans. Just maybe mm. one of these days it'll get back to where they can come see, but just support them. The girls know who's watching the games and, and, and they know, and they appreciate the support as we do, as I do and my staff. So hang in there. We'll get there someday. Yeah, absolutely. Misty, thank you so much for being on the show. I do appreciate that. I wish you the very best of luck and tell the girls to go and kick some butt. Thank you, Trey. It's always great to talk to Coach Long about soccer, especially because she has some great insight on the sport, and I know she has tons of energy and love for the uh, players that she coaches every single year. And um, I'm really excited to see what they can bring to the table this year, and I I know that they have great guidance and great coaching in her. All right, next up is Coach Aaron Guevara of the Caveman soccer team on how everything has changed with uh, soccer in Carlsbad. All right, guys, we're here with Aaron Guevara, head coach of the Caveman soccer team. I'm excited to ask him questions about the season, things that are uh, we're looking forward to, what his players have been up to, and his transition from assistant coach to head coach in a short period of time in one of the most hectic of circumstances. Aaron, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes, sir, absolutely. Thank you for being on. I wanted to talk about, first off, 
your transition from assistant coach to head coach because most people at least if you're you know you've been coaching in the head position for a few years COVID hits you your players kind of know what to expect um, and how to communicate with you it was kind of just an a, a really quick turnaround and uh, a really odd circumstance so how did you handle that and what was it like um I mean basically the only way to handle it was roll with the punches I guess you could say it's um like you said it big transition in the first place taking over a program and having all these plans and things in your head that you want to do and the, how you want to do them and then COVID hits and this you have to kind of throw all of that out the window um yeah I, I joking I jokingly text um, the old head coach Rick a few times over this uh, this time frame like how do you know this was gonna happen you did this on <laughs> <laughs> you did this on purpose but um, it's been hectic but it, it's been good I mean I, I was an assistant for five years so I got to learn a lot from Misty and Rick um, so I mean although it's different because of COVID. The transition hasn't been that crazy just because I had such good mentors beforehand. Sure, sure, absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit about what we can expect out of out of our team this year? Well, we, we're going to be looking at a, a, a whole new team, it feels like. Um, we're going to be very young. We Again, with all the um, things that we've gone through over the past year, um, there's just been some major changes to the team. Um Unfortunately for that, we won't have a, a junior varsity, but the boys who are here have, have been working extremely hard. Um, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of miles and um, just effort that these boys have put in just in the hopes of playing. Mm -hmm. um, so you're just going to see, you should expect hardworking, um, full of energy, and hopefully – some beautiful soccer. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, I mean, we talk about all the negatives that COVID has brought. It really stinks. And uh, a lot of uncertainty that that involves. But what are some positives that you might be able to take out of, you know, what it's done to some of your players and, and maybe the hunger that it's made them um, acquire? Well, I think it's with this group, um, again, they've they've just learned so how to overcome um, in so many instances, just because of the roller coaster that it's been. Um, and honestly, the good from this is it, it's given us something positive to look forward to. Um, every mm -hmm. time that we were able to practice, the boys were excited. This group that has been showing up, we're excited for some normality. And um, I, I feel like just this whole process has really built the camaraderie with this group um, just kind of because they've, they've all had this similar goal and they've all had this hunger um, to just play and to be around each other and, you know, have that time together, even when we were in pods and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, I think just the biggest positive was just, being a team sure. i mean if that makes sense no absolutely i was talking about this with somebody else the other day that i mean sometimes a negative can become a positive you hate 
something that's going on, it, it makes you become a little bit closer to the people around you because because maybe they hate it too. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so I wanted to know uh, who do you anticipate this year to be your biggest challenge on the field? Well, I, I'm, I'm again. I think probably. I don't know. I always want to say Hobbs. I mean, Hobbs mm. is always really talented. Um, they have a big group that always plays club soccer year round. Um, they play together from a young age. Um, but this year, again, different than most, it's really hard to tell what teams are going to have what just because there have been players that have moved around. There have been players who have struggled with grades or now are having to almost choose what sport they want to play because these sports are going to be overlapping. So Mm -hmm. my first instinct is to say Hobbs, but I mean, who knows? Um, That's, I guess that's who I'll stick to, but I think every, every team is going to be a battle um, just because everybody is, uh, you know, struggling and trying to throw it all together. (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. I, I wanted hate to... to reference that back and forth, but you know. Yeah. No, I got you. Um, how do you determine captains for your squad? Um, I mean, in the past, whether it be basketball or soccer, or um, you know, it's it's always the the athletes that are not necessarily the most gifted when it comes to actually playing or having the ball at your feet or whatever, but the kids to have those attributes that are going to get everybody involved, that are going to uplift the team that are, that are showing by example, like for instance, I have um, a senior this year who through all this has worked a full-time job, has been, has been at, has kept his grades up in the A's and the B's has been at every practice. Um, we've been doing road runs almost every day. I mean, we're averaging close to like 20 plus miles a week. Dang. And, and, and he's in the top two consistently. I mean, he, he leaves it all on the field. He taking care of stuff off the field. Um, he encourages his teammates. he, it doesn't matter who's on his team when we split up the young ones, he takes them under their wing. It's, it's things like that, you know, showing up, proving yourself and setting a good example. Yeah. Um, I gotta know, what do you do? Cause I, I know you mentioned a little bit earlier about other teams with the uncertainty of grades and, and movement and stuff like that. But how do you keep your players motivated in the classroom? Cause I know you can, you know, have fun at, at practice and, and make them want to get better. But sometimes that's a, there's a disconnect between being on the field and being, you know, in, in at home in front of a screen for class. Yeah. Um, I mean, I won't lie to you. That is, that has been a big mountain to climb this year. Um, years past, cause I'm a teacher. Um, it hasn't been difficult to really keep track because you would see these kids at school. You would talk to them at school and encourage them there. Make sure check on them. Hey, how are your grades doing? This we would go on two week breaks sometime where we couldn't practice. Where I mean, I I never saw them at school, 
um, just all these different, you know, obstacles. So the best thing that I've tried to do is to text them, um, hit them up on the remind. Um, it, I mean, anytime we would have practice, that it's something that we would bring up is yeah. grades because we don't know what eligibility was going to look like this year. So, I mean, in years past, it's, you know, you work – you're going to make up for the grades that you have low to make sure that nothing bad happens. But this year, yeah, it was definitely um, a lot of obstacles this year when it came to that. No doubt. No doubt. Um, okay. So I wanted to know this cause I was super interested in it and I've asked a couple of people and most people will say, I, I have no idea. And uh, it's okay if you say that too. Um, what are you guys planning to do for travel? Well, in, if, if it was similar to past years, I would probably give you the exact same answer as um, other people have with, I don't know. But currently, we're going to have 18 boys and three coaches. And most of the time, we have double of that, especially with players. I think we are going to be able to distance them. Um, I mean, we're going to, just like at school, just like at practice, mask protocols. We won't be going out to eat like we had before. We're going to figure out uh, places that can deliver to the stadium so that we can get them there, feed them on the bus, and so on. So, I mean, it's going to look a little bit different. No overnight trips, but, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to make do. And um, I just think probably with our numbers, it's going to be a little bit easier than it would have been if it was – similar to last year or the past yeah. few years. Okay. That makes sense. Are you guys going to be able to eat on the bus? Is that allowed? I mean, any insight on that? Yeah. As I mean, as far as I know, that's, that's the case is, um, well, kind of what we figured so that we're not no masking on the bus and stuff like that would be get the food delivered. We spread out and eat before we leave. So before mm -hmm. we get onto the bus, you know, if that makes sense, um, so that we can do it that way. Uh, okay. most places that we go to, we could probably get food delivered, but that's, that is probably our best option when it comes to being able to distance and still and have our mask on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be another thing where we, maybe we try something and if it looks a little sketchy, we're going to have to address um, but luckily we don't have Clovis is our longest trip. Uh, everything mm. else is about an hour. Um, so, and we only have to go to Clovis once, so we'll see. Okay. Very cool. Well, thanks for that insight. I appreciate it. Cause I was just completely clueless on that. Um, okay, coach, last question for you. Um, something for you that you want your fans to know about this season and how hard your team's been working. Um, well, one thing I want my fans to know is how appreciative um, me and the other coaches are, and I'm sure the players, because most of our fans are parents, you know, and mm -hmm. they have had to, like us, roll with the punches. I, I can't tell you how many times I have changed what days we can practice, the time, the place. I mean, we've had to really switch it up. Where I mean, parents have been fantastic and worked with us and got the boys there. Um, so I just hope that they know that we appreciate them and 
that this hard work is going to pay off um, and all their dedication is going to pay off for these boys because now they get to play. So parents jump through all the hoops and now their uh, athletes are going to be able to benefit from it. So absolutely. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on giving insight and I wish you the very best from here on out. Tell the boys we're rooting for them. Oh, yeah, we definitely will. And uh, thank you for everything. I look forward to seeing the broadcast. And I just want to thank Altworks Best and Red Rocket for um, doing that for all these sports. I know it's going to be hectic, but we appreciate y'all. Coach Guevara is the youngest of the four coaches that are featured in this podcast, but he brings a lot of experience. And I don't know very many people with a passion for the sport of soccer as much as he and uh, Misty have for the game. It's unbelievable. I can't even begin to describe it. Guys, next up is Coach Bill Niemeyer of the Cave Girl Volleyball Squad. He has taken over as head coach, uh, interim head coach, for this season. So I was excited to talk to him to get a little bit of insight. And they were the first team to actually play since the pandemic start. What's up, guys? I'm here with Bill Niemeyer, the head coach for the Cave Girl Volleyball Team. Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. And for the record, I'd like to make sure it's understood the interim head coach. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, so actually, I wanted to kind of start off with that. You were not the head coach to start the season off. I guess I put quotes around uh, the season, but uh, you took over actually almost unexpectedly, right? So can you explain how that all happened and, and what unfolded? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, coach Hamlin, who was the head coach uh, prior or as this season started, uh, was pregnant and she was due to have her baby after the season if we were to have a fall season. Uh, and so since COVID pushed the fall season back into February and her due date was near the end of January, uh, that kind of created a situation where she would have had to come back to coaching. I mean, just within weeks of having a baby. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't think she was ready to do that in, uh, in this situation. So, uh, so if, if COVID hadn't pushed the season, had not pushed the season back, uh, I think we probably, she would have completed coaching, had the baby in the off season and probably uh, wouldn't be in the situation we're in right now. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I actually wanted to ask you about your connection to the team because obviously they don't just choose anybody to take over. Right. So you actually have been coaching a lot of these girls with, from my understanding, for a very long time in club and things like that. Can you touch on your experience with the girls that are um, at the varsity level now? Uh, I've been coaching volleyball for a long time. Uh, I had a daughter and a niece that were in the class of 2012 that I coached in club all the way up from their seventh grade. Uh, I've been the middle school head coach for uh, quite a few years, more than probably probably at least a decade, I've been the middle school coach. So everybody who's in the program now that actually played volleyball in middle school uh, has gone through my program in in the middle school. Okay. Uh, so I'm so I'm familiar with all the girls that actually pl played at PR Leva uh, okay. or 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 Carlsbad Intermediate School now. Sure. Uh, and so uh, so most of those girls I'm real familiar with, and most of them have have been through my program. And then this year. Uh, Coach Hamlin uh, hired me to be her assistant. 
so I was already in the gym with the girls while Coach Hamlin was the head coach. I was her assistant coach. Uh, and so when we were ramping up to coach to for the fall season that we thought was going to start in October, uh, we were ready then, and I was already coaching the girls at that point oh. as the assistant coach. Okay, so there's no unfamiliar unfamiliarity right there. From this season, no, we built a we built a foundation this season uh, with the girls, and have started building the program with the girls. Uh, coach Hamlin and myself together were doing that, and then so uh, when uh, the season got pushed into right around her due date, that's when. Uh, she decided to uh, step down and uh, I was named interim head coach okay. and it was kind of an easy transition since I was already the assistant coach. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to touch in on high school drama that's typically uh, plagues high school teams and stuff like that. How do you combat that and make sure that the girls have good chemistry and that they're able to enjoy playing and stuff like that, especially in tough times like this? It's uh, a great question. Uh, I'm not going to say our sports drama free. Uh, we have our share of drama. Uh, I try to be uh, completely upfront and honest with the girls as far as uh, what their role is on teams and what their position and what their uh, what's their expectations of them in the future. Uh, but there are a lot of things that are out of uh, out of my control. And uh, so sometimes drama rises to the occasion and mm -hmm. you know you try to do your best to address it that hey this is drama and uh drama is a team killer it's a cancer on the team and so if there's things that we can do to mitigate the drama and prevent the drama from occurring we certainly want to do that but uh I, anybody who says their team's completely drama free is uh probably not telling the whole truth <laughs> <laughs> all right i like that explanation um okay so i'm watching volleyball and i've never seen the sport before um, just hypothetically, okay, I'm watching the sport and I'm thinking, why does that girl down there wear a different uniform than the other girls on the squad? And I've had this question asked me a lot before, and I have a slight grasp on that answer, but can you kind of explain the libero's role on the volleyball squad? Okay, yes, I'd be glad to. So all around the world, the her position is called the libero. That is the correct pronunciation wow. of that. But, it, but in the Southwest uh, – we call her the libero because that's easier to roll off the tongue. <laughs> sure. So, so we say libero because it sounds kind of silly when, when we say libero, uh, but that is the correct pronunciation. But the libero is a defensive specialist. And so in volleyball, you are allowed so many substitutions uh, that they have a cap on substitutions. So what they did is they allowed somebody to, with a designated, uh, jersey so that person has a different color jersey because they're designated as a defensive specialist and when that person rotates in and out of the game it does not count as a substitution mm. uh, and in order for you to do that you, that person has to follow specific rules which is why they have a different color jersey uh, so they are not allowed to contact the ball any higher than the net uh, oh. front, front court or back court they're not allowed to contact the ball above the net uh, they are not allowed to uh, contact the ball in an overhand stance in front of the three-meter line. Uh, so those kind of rules are rules so that they prevent you from getting an attacker that is gets to spend the whole time in the game. Because mm. the only time the libero has to rotate out uh, is for one volley uh, – when she wrote when they she changes personnel 
So she can go in for anybody in the backcourt. She's allowed to substitute for anybody in the backcourt. But in, when she substitutes out to go in for somebody else, she has to sit down for one volley. Okay. Wow. What um, an explanation. Um, unless she is going back to serve, and then she can skip that one ro- one volley rotation. Mm. Okay. Cool. Very interesting. So for those of you back home that were just wondering why why is that going on, well, there's your answer. Um Coach, I wanted to know a little bit more about our team specifically on the court. What would you say is the Cave Girls' biggest strength this year? Uh, the Cave Girls' biggest strength this year. Uh, we have we have very decent height. We have some tall kids. Uh, uh, we've got some uh, very seasoned kids. We have uh, four seniors on the team this year. Uh, and so it's kind of nice to have four seniors. Uh our uh, starting libero is a senior. Our starting mm-hmm. middle blocker is a senior, and our starting setter is a senior. Our starting setter, uh, Harmony Lopez, is already going has already committed to a college, <clears throat> and so we'll be playing on the next level. So she's working really hard to uh, to uh, prepare herself basically for the next level. So we're getting the benefit of that work that she's trying to progress toward the collegiate level. We're getting the benefit of that uh, at the high school level because she's working so hard for that sure so uh, that's one of the things that we're getting a benefit of uh our uh, other seniors uh, abriana leos uh is our starting middle blocker uh she controls the ball very well she has a very nice vertical and a very nice attack uh so and she's a good leader on the team uh and then chloe garcia is our libero our defensive specialist so she does a great job of usually controlling the court and everything and uh and uh getting things before they touch the ground so so we have quality quality seniors uh, that are that we bring in, and then uh, our underclassmen. We're for the rest of that we have we're really young actually. Uh, we have two juniors, uh, and then we and then we have three sophomores and three freshmen on the varsity squad. Hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, so we're we're actually pretty young. Uh, and that's going to be one of the things that we need the senior leadership to step up and kind of control. And, uh, because, uh, because we're so young. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. So I wanted to also ask and, uh, kind of find out what the perspective is, um, from the coaching standpoint, having no fans, you know, there's probably benefits and there's probably some big, um, negatives that come with it. Right. There's not, you know, maybe, um, coaches from the stands, but there's also not that extra added excitement that comes in the games. Usually what is it like, uh, without fans? Uh, well, we played our game last night was our first game and that's the first time I've been in there without fans. Uh, and so, uh, the gym is a little bit quieter. The whistle's a lot louder. The, the balls are a lot louder. My voice carries a lot farther in the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, and you can, you can hear a lot more of the game going on without, uh, without that uh, live charisma that's happening in the gym, usually either on either home or away, you know, but, uh, but uh, I, I mean, from a coaching perspective, I thought it was kind of nice that there wasn't a whole lot of noise and a whole lot of distraction going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you could tell there's, it was our first game last night. So we were nervous, I think a little bit. And, uh, I don't know that it probably would have made matters worse if there was a big crowd there. <laughs> okay. So yeah, there are positives and negatives to it. Uh, Bill, I appreciate you being on the show. It does mean a lot. I, I really look forward to watching you guys play throughout the rest of the season. We'll be covering you 
as much as we possibly can on the live broadcast. Uh, do you have an, any last messages for um, the fans back home or parents that are wondering, like, you know, what to expect for the rest of the year? Uh, well, yeah, I certainly would like to tell uh, fans that want to come watch the game to be patient. We're trying to come up with avenues that where everybody can see the game, uh, e- even if they can't uh, come in and participate in it live. Uh, I think, are you part of the solution to try to get it where we can get that? Uh, yes, sir. Stream? So that's good. See, so you can, maybe you can pass on information of how, what kind of expectations we need for that and what you can uh, do to make sure that we get that to everybody so that's available to be seen sure uh but and then i and i appreciate that thank you very much for doing that because that's kind of important uh but uh there's this season's i mean everything about this season has been uh unusual from the start date to the condensed schedule to the uh lack of fans to the i mean just everything about this has been unusual to the playing with masks on and uh all the covid restrictions and limitations so uh uh, just kind of kind of to roll with the punches and go from there. And uh, hopefully this is not something we have to endure every year, but I am excited that the girls are getting on the court and getting a chance to play uh, anyway, though. Sure. Absolutely. Coach, thank you so much for joining us once again. I wish the cave girls the very best of luck here on out. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys, for more from All Sports Best, all you have to do is follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even TikTok, whatever suits you best on social media. And you can find us for more on allsportsbest.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support. It really does mean the world to us. And uh, we will see you next time.